As usual, let's begin, inshallah, with the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha. Silently, from your heart, um, make the intention that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places His nur and His knowledge directly into your heart, inshallah. Alhamdulillah, uh, nice to have you all back. I hope you're all safe and your family and loved ones are all also safe, inshallah, uh, in these challenging times. Does anyone have any questions or anything you'd like to talk about specifically, or should I just continue with the with the flow that we've been going on? Well, I don't have any questions, so me either. All right. In that case, we'll continue our uh, talk about the seven obstacles. Just to give you a context, these are the obstacles that kind of uh, come in the way of a seeker of the path to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So uh, as believers, our, our objective in life actually is, besides eating, drinking, sleeping, and you know, mating and dying, is to know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Allah created us to know Him. And to know Him, you got to pursue it. you got to seek it. Right? And uh, so that is basically the um, intention behind this program is to kind of get everyone to be motivated to make seeking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and closeness to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a priority. And the way you do that is by going within. Man arafa nafsah, arafa rabbah. The more you know yourself, the more you know your Lord. So Allah is not an, like you don't know him from the outside, you actually know him from the inside, which is really interesting because um, the more that we purify our insights, the more Allah reveals to us right from the inside, right? And so that's why a lot of the work of the spiritual path is looking inward, looking at our own character, our own actions, uh, our own thoughts, our own intentions, you know, so it's a lot of inner work a lot of inner reflection not external right and so last time we talked about this concept of the taqwa of the ayn if you haven't heard it you can go back to the youtube or the podcast um but uh we talked about how the nafs when it's at the low level the nafs al-amara bisu like the the lower self then you know you're looking at all sorts of things, you're, you're following your shahawat, you have, you're trying to please people, you are, um, you know, you're getting angry, you know, all of these are signs that the nafs is still in a lower state, right? you still don't have control over your nafs, you don't have self-control, self-discipline, you don't have the ability to say no. And so we talked about how the, the ayn is, is something that we actually, Allah has given it to us as an amana, as a gift, and we need to take care of it. In terms of how we use it, what do we see, what's the intention behind what we see. Um, today we're going to be talking about the tongue, taqwa okay? lisan. And what's interesting is the tongue and the ears, the scholars say, they're actually connected, right? Um, and both are open, there's like an open avenue to the heart, subhanAllah. So the idea is to, as you're aware of these different faculties, because like, the windows to the nafs are all the like holes in the body, technically, right? So the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the the, the private parts, you know, these are all shahawat related things. And so one by one, we're trying to address each one. Today, we're talking about the ears and the tongue. And the objective is to, as we purify, as we do teskia of this nafs, then it starts getting purified and purified and purified. Uh, through this idea of taqwa, which comes from wiqaya, which means to protect yourself, to be cautious. And the more cautious you are, the more quwa. Notice, taqwa has the, the word wiqaya in it, as well as the quwa factor, right? So it's as if protection means power, right? And this we can see it today in our uh, day-to-day when you talk about like countries. 
the more powerful a defense system is for a country, the more strong a defense system is for the country, the more powerful it is, right? And so that's why they go hand in hand. Defense, security, and power go hand in hand. Same thing for you. When you have a strong defense mechanism, we have good systems in place for your defense, then that gives you power, it empowers you. And the opposite is also true. When you don't have this, when it's just weak, this, this defense mechanism is weak, when you're just opening your windows, the eyes, the ears, the mouth, the private parts, everything is just open and you're just allowing your nafs, lower nafs to do whatever it wants, then guess what? That's, that's weakness. That's where uh, the nafs gets corrupted. That's where there's disease. There's all sorts of shayateen working and like, you know, you're really opening it up for everybody. And that's why Allah like, gave us the contract. He says, so this nafs has this ability to kind of have fujur, which is like openings, right? Everything is open, in, out, adi, open access. And taqwa is the opposite of fujur. Taqwa is no, these openings are sealed and you're using them responsibly. Right, so let's talk about the the tongue here. So what is what is considered, like, first of all, obviously, what are we supposed to hold our tongue, tongue from? All that is um, haram talk or, or talk that is ugly, right? And so what are the classic examples of this is, um, you know, on top of the list, there's many, but al-ghiba um, is one of them, right? It's to uh, speak about someone, about something that's true, which they don't like, right? Behind their back. So this is ghiba, backbiting. Very, very uh, ugly and serious crime, right? Uh, uh, it's equivalent to eating uh, the flesh of your dead brother, basically, you know? So it's a pretty, pretty grotesque imagery there. Namima is also there. It's when you... Um, uh, namima is... Naql al-kalam, right? Uh, for the purpose of um, causing fitna. So you're... you're Someone said something, and you're telling, someone said something about someone, you go to that someone and say, by the way, did you hear someone said, you won't believe what that person said about you. And so, why are you telling that person? Why are you, why are you um, spreading these talks? And something someone said, you're going and telling A, A B, C, D, E, F. You're telling different people what that person said, either to hurt that person or to expose uh, and, and cause enmity and hatred, right? So that's namima, namam. Also in the Quran, Allah calls it, right? Hamazin masha'im binamim, right? Masha'im binamim just walks around causing uh, namima, like just causing people to hate each other and, and causing conflict. It's very, very uh, ugly habit. And then you have fahsh al-qawl, when you use your tongue for like filthy talk. And today, you know, we see this very commonly in uh, TV programs, whether it's Netflix or Apple TV or even music, the music industry, right? Uh, a lot of uh, obscene language and, you know, our young kids are being exposed to that. And yani, <clears throat> what happens is when you get used to this, then it becomes, it really corrupts um, uh, your, your state. Also, judgment um, judging others and making comments, uh, ridiculing others. Uh, these are some of the tongue, uh, sins of the tongue. There's al-kadib, lying, big crime, right? Iman and lying don't go together. And then another one is al-fadh, which is to expose the, the flaws of others, right? Rather than cover them, you're exposing them. Ifsha al-asrar also, like when someone tells you a secret, you go and tell it to others, right? They told you not to tell anybody and you promised and you swore you won't tell anybody or then you go and tell them. So you just you see this ability not to control. You don't have the ability to control your tongue. You just want to say it. It's just, it's like a shahwa. You like sharing gossip. You like sharing the hot news and it makes you, um, it makes you popular, right? And it makes people like you because you you're always a source of their like hot news, right? So that's really what's happening inside it's, it's the disease the root causes you are seeking to be seeking to please people around you 
And since people like gossip, you you be a source of that, right? And then, of course, argument, excessive argument, uh, shouting, screaming, you know, like abuse, verbal abuse, bullying. This is part of also lisan. Shahadat al-Zur is when you testify in a, a falsely, right, in court against someone. Um, also, another sin of the tongue is al-man bil So you do a favor to someone and then you keep reminding them. By the way, do you remember when I, the other day when I, I helped you with a loan? Remember the other day when I did this for you and that for you, right? That destroys your good deed. And of course, a ridiculing or, or commenting on people who are less fortunate than you. Also, like with uh, humiliation and disgracing them, you know, putting them down. Um, also, accusations is part of that, right? Accusing others of something without, uh, and spreading rumors without verification, without checking on the facts. And then the last one here is Al-Wu'ud Al-Kadiba, false promises. Uh, you know, you just promise left, right, and center, and you're not careful about honoring those promises and you know this even applies to small things like uh i'll call you back in an hour right and you call back after three days or uh i'll see you at six and you show up at seven you know small things like this and in our society it has become so normal but like this actually re reflects on your character right um and so a muttaqi is someone who is really careful about what's coming out and he is honoring his tongue, he uh, realizes it's a blessing. And of course, um, chooses what is pure. And of course, whatever that uh, is prohibited for the tongue to say, then it is of course prohibited also for the ears to hear. That's why I told you they're both connected. Um, and then of course, there's a talk that is just, they call it in the Quran, it's al-lagu, which is non-beneficial talk. So you couldn't be doing anything haram, but you're just talking um, wasteful talk, like excessive wasteful talk, um, and um, like of no benefit, you know. Um, and so they say that the the ears, as well as the eyes, are manafid maftuha al qalb, which means what? They're like windows into the heart. Okay. And everything you see, an image of it gets imprinted on your heart. Everything that you hear also, uh, the heart kind of uh, absorbs it. And and we, we know now today from even metaphysics that sound has vibrations and sound. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of the experiment where the doctor, he like through a microscope, he looked at different water particles and like when you would say, I love you, I love you, I love you to this water drop, the, the pattern changes into a beautiful shape. Whereas if you say, I hate you, I hate you, then it just, the design gets all corrupted, right? And so there's this, a lot of science is backing the idea that sound, what the words we choose to use, has an impact on the outside as well as on the inside. Uh, same thing applies to what you are listening to. That's why, um, you know, even today, like the lyrics like that people are listening to, uh, a lot of people don't pay attention. They just like the music. And music is the key to the heart, by the way. So it's just really nice music, and I love music myself, right? But what's dangerous is that it's, it unlocks the heart. Music unlocks, really good music unlocks the heart. And guess what? Then the lyrics have an easy access to your heart, right? So if you're not paying attention to the lyrics, guess what? It is, you're taking it all in and it is affecting you, right? Uh, so someone who likes uh, sad songs, right, uh, without being aware, just listening to all that negative energy going in and in and in and you keep repeating that song, it actually has an effect on your subconscious mind, on your state, on your nafs, depression, and all sorts of things. Same thing with sad movies or um, you know, movies that have a lot of like uh, uh, sadness and you know depression, depressive kind of uh, themes. So very, very careful about that. Um, that is that is what a muttaqi does. You're careful of the content you consume. Careful of the people you hang out with. What are they going to be talking about? You're careful about what you say.
And so, you know, the metaphor that they give is, imagine that you, um, there's, a, there's a storm outside and the windows in your home are all open and you're sweeping the floor because there's so much dust coming in, right? There's a dust storm outside, you're sweeping the floor, you're cleaning up all the areas, the hall, the bedroom and this, but you don't close the windows. What do you call someone like that? <laughs> They're insane, right? Because like, what are they doing? Hello, step one, close the windows. Step two, sweep. And so that is exactly the uh, concept of taqwa here, right? Like you want to seek, you want to purify yourself. You want to do tazkiyat and nafs. First, seal the doors, seal the windows. Control the eyes, the ears, the tongue. Like, be careful about this because without taking care of these uh, windows into the heart, purifying the heart is, is I mean, not possible, simply not possible. Um, and, Said, I yeah. have a sorry. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. Many of you asked this, like, how do we protect ourselves from hearing these things? Um, what if you're not the one who's like negative and stuff, but you constantly hear it? And I agree that these things can impact like your soul and like how you think or see things. How do you protect yourself? Yeah, I'd also like to know that, please. Yeah, great question. Um, so uh, especially nowadays, like you gotta be very creative. I'll give you an example of, of our family. Like um, um, on uh, Fridays, we get together. I mean, not like a whole big family, but just my sisters. And, and obviously the topic of the week is you know how many people died and corona and all of that so uh and it was getting too much and it especially this is getting really like intense right and these these energies uh, very very dangerous they're like pendulums you know so what i decided was uh you know my wife recently got a board game it was a nice sira board game so it teaches you about the life of the prophet Salam in a board game so it's a fun game that the adults and children can all play together so i i, I was like yalla this is the time today uh, no more Corona talk, getting the game. And we had a blast. Uh, honestly, we played for like four hours nonstop. They were here to like 1230 at night and we couldn't stop, you know, and we actually didn't stop the game, right? We had to stop it in between. But what I'm trying to say is be creative. Now, of course, um, certain relations you cannot cut off. Um, so what can you do is um, either if you can yeah, and you give them advice to change it in a creative and nice, polite way without hurting them. That's great. Um, you can creatively escape, you know. Oh, I have a phone call. Oh, I'm feeling tired. I'm going for a nap. You know, just literally escape. Um, and the, the, another tip is um, to you're there, but you're not there, right? So you're like doing dhikr or something. You know, start doing dhikr. Istighfar, Tawbah, and like um, reject it internally, see? So your focus is somewhere else completely. Um, I don't know, grab a newspaper, a book or something, turn your focus to something else. Dhikr is great also. It might make you look weird doing dhikr in a, in a group setting, but you got to be creative. You got to somehow turn the topic into something fun. Oh my God, you guys you know, watch this new comedy movie out or something and change it, change it into something positive. Um, but not, don't uh, like try to kind of lecture people about it because, you know, it's not going to work, right? Uh, people want to vent, people don't know, people are not aware. Maybe they're not as aware as you are. And so by being the lecturer, uh, the preacher in the house who's always saying, don't say this, don't say that, they don't say that. They don't like to hear it, it never works, right? So use it creatively with hikmah, with wisdom. Um, not easy though, but try your best. Yeah, I hope that answers uh, your questions. Um, and they say, So when you're exposed to a lot of filth, filthy talk, filthy shows, filthy music, what does that mean? You get used to it. It becomes normal for you. And there are people like that, you know, for them, um, foul language is normal. It's part of their daily, like normal talk. 
um, seeing haram scenes, obscene scenes, pornographic images, whatever videos, scenes, uh, you know, and series and movies. For them, that it's normal, Adi, and they're sitting and maybe their kids are there, or astaghfirullah, you know, and like for them, it's they become desensitized to that. Um, even the lyrics, you become insensitive, right? So a muttaqi is extremely sensitive, right? And um, like the metaphor I, I, I usually give is, like, so I have this white shirt on. Now, because it's uh, completely white, right, uh, the slightest stain on it will disturb me, right? Um, like I'm going to see that. It's going to, like, this black dot here or, or this ink or it's going to show and it's going to disturb me because like generally it's clean, right? So that one thing will be so obvious and it will show. But if I, um, let's say I've been, uh, I don't know, doing some crazy Spartan race and like my shirt is, I'm wearing the same shirt, it's all muddy and, you know, sweaty and all sorts of stuff, right? Then guess what? Like when I look at it, it's not going to, it's not going to disturb me anymore, right? Because, the whole of it is destroyed, right? It needs to entirely go into the washing machine. And so I'll be cool with it. I'll be cool with all the dust and the, and the sweat and the, the mud because khalas, it's, it's all corrupted anyway. So Adi, you know, so that's the example here we're trying to say is, yeah, you don't want to be, you don't want your heart to be so blackened and, and filled with darkness that yani, it just covers your heart. And then you're like, yeah, Adi, and I'm listening to that song. What's wrong with that? I'm looking at that scene, Adi, what's wrong with that? I'm using the F word, this word, that Adi, what's wrong with you? Come on, Adi. I don't, I'm not bad by using these words. It doesn't make me a bad person, you know. But so that's the idea. A muttaqi is very sensitive, very peculiar on what he's seeing, what he's watching, what he's saying. That's, that's taqwa. Being cautious. Extremely cautious. And I would say obsessively cautious. Because what is at stake here? At, what's at stake is the most precious thing that you have, which is your heart. <laughs> you know? So you want to be obsessively cautious about it. It's no game. My heart is the most precious thing. I will not allow anyone to corrupt it. Okay? Because this is, this is, the, the, this is what connects me to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The more pure this is, the more Allah will. Uh, the more this gets me to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You know? So... It's a different mindset, a different priority you have. Your inner heart, your pure, purified heart is your priority. Purity is your pri priority. Okay? Um, and then... Uh, also a dua, right? So, like, let's say a lot of people are, are saying stuff and this and that and, and uh, or talking negatively. Make dua for them. That, Ya Allah... Guide them to be more energetic. Maryam, you have a question? You have your hand raised? Hi, yeah, I just, uh, it's fine. I mean, you, you could have continued, but I, I'll ask anyways. Um, I noticed a lot of times uh, people start venting. So they start to um, talk about a situation. But at the same time, when they're talking about the situation, they don't realize that they're actually talking negatively about a person. So it's like, how do you, Okay, I know that we can distract uh, them, like you said, and then uh, shift our focus. But it's just so um, common that I'm not sure what to do in this situation. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if you could touch on that, that would be great. Yeah, so an indirect way would be to kind of share a video about Riba, you know, or something like that. Like this way you're not lecturing someone, an expert is lecturing them. Um, we could... Uh, because, you know, a lot of people, like, unfortunately, especially in the Muslim space, right, like, as Muslims, we, we magnify sins like um, drinking alcohol, hijab, um, zina, you know, these things are like big sins, whereas riba, namima, lying, backbiting, adi, yeah, judging, adi. What people don't realize is actually it's the opposite, right? So these, when you are doing riba, namima, gossiping, backbiting, you're actually violating, violating the rights of others. These are serious crimes, right? Whereas, like, you know, other sins, like 
uh, or shortcomings or you're distant from Allah, you're not praying, you're, you're not, you know, whatever. This is between you and Allah. He will forgive you for that. Right? But when it comes to others' rights, it's, uh, yeah, like we said, it's challenging because not everyone is at the same level of awareness. But using wisdom, I would say, again, use, be gentle with them. You don't want to be a lecturer. Um, but like, for example, at work, uh, I'll share with you, there are certain people in our workplace that are known for that kind of, they just come to your office and all they do is gossip or negative energy. And, you know, after a while, you actually sense this negative energy in people. And so you just avoid those people. You don't want them to be in your circle. Um, you choose your friends wisely. Um, and yeah, sometimes you just can't stop people. And so you walk away, you choose your environment. Uh, because again, yeah, I mean, this stuff affects us, right? Uh, Maryam also asked like about how do we protect ourselves from hearing swears? So people around you who constantly speak like that, you mm -hmm. actually eventually don't want to be around people like that. Yeah, I mean, um, so changing them is a long journey, right? But uh, and we're not judging that they're bad people. It's just that. Um, energies attract each other right so um naturally if you have a pure energy then you will not be attracted to uh someone who excessively swears and has that language you want to be around people who speak beauty you know um fahad the thing is there are some people that you just can't not be around because i know a lot of people that it's within their own families so what do you do in that situation yeah, so uh, but like I said, uh, with people you can't avoid is uh, make dua for them. Um, and uh, of course, you can't judge them, you can't lecture them, make dua for them. If they're really close to you, you find uh, like a nice day where like they're in a good mood and give them just real heart-to-heart -heart advice. Um, otherwise, share a video with them. Um, you know, share the science behind it. Sometimes people don't like advice, spiritual advice, but they like science. So just share with them um, the experiment video, right? About the water thing I told you about. Uh, forget the name of the guy, the water experiment. Can anyone share with us the name of the scientist who did that? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Um, sorry, repeat again, please. Okay, so there was, a, there was a scientist who did a... Uh, study on the effect of sound on water and um, uh, does anyone know what I'm talking about? Ah, Masaru Emoto, okay, that's his name. Let me just show you some stuff here, Masaru Emoto. Japanese author did the study, yeah. Um, Look at this stuff. So sometimes sharing science itself is enough, you know. Look at the effects of like, um, like this picture here is love and gratitude. This is you disgust me. When you say you disgust me to someone, that's the shape it takes on. This is eternal. This is peace. This is thank you. So look at the shapes, subhanAllah, and it is really beautiful, beautiful. Um, so Masara Emoto, this is science. You can share it with someone. Um, maybe buying a book also. Um, I would recommend Erroneous Zones by Wayne Dyer. Beautiful book to start with for a beginner. Wayne Dyer, Erroneous Zones. Very, very beautiful book. So I hope that answers your question. But again, there's no shortcut. And sometimes... Uh, don't forget the Prophet Sallallahu own uncle Abu Lahab used to swear back, you know, and curse him and humiliate him, <laughs> and he couldn't escape, right? Um, what would the Prophet do at night? Pray for these people, right? Rather than hate them and curse back, you know, he would pray for them that Ya Allah guide them, you know. And some people you just can't change; that's their choice. And uh, you being around them is. Uh, 
actually they are your biggest teachers right so they're like you need to be able to kind of not judge them mm -hmm. at the same time not be affected by them you see so there's this nanny being it's called judgment-free awareness you're aware of the fact that they're doing something that's harming themselves but you're not judging them because they don't know better at the same time you have this compassion and mercy towards them so you're not uh trying to prove or try to change them forcefully you know you're just um being gentle with them and caring you know um so i mean assess sometimes when someone sees how well you speak of others and how nice a person can you get inspired and stuff they could get start yes exactly so i mean a very nice tip there um you know sometimes actually like when allah inshallah you know all of you are on this path of, of spiritual quest you become the beacons of light in society right so your your energy will like even if there's a room full of gossip when you walk in people will stop gossiping just out of respect for you right um and and you control the energy in the room because the energy of light is much much more stronger than the energy of darkness so that's also a beautiful point there thanks amina for that but it's uh these are good questions very practical and very real they say um one of the most dangerous of the sound and subhanAllah, even the shape of a tongue looks like a snake, right? Like, يعني, they say it's kaltu'ban, yaldag al-akhirin wa-ashabah. It really, like, subhanAllah, it's sometimes just a sentence or a word can hurt someone so bad it could cause them to commit suicide or to be destroyed forever. Like, verbal abuse, sometimes more dangerous than a sword, right? Um... And so, talking is a shahwa, just like the eye has the shahwa to look at things that are, uh, that, you know, provoke its desires and temptations. Same thing with the tongue, it loves to talk. And it has this, yani, it wants to talk and it wants to express. And uh, so you got to control it by not speaking about things that are inappropriate or by not talking to excessively about things that are not beneficial um, so there are people who are excessive liars like or obsessive liars right you just like every sentence you're just lying 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 so, very um very sad you know but if you get used to lying, it becomes normal to you, then you've lost your humanity. Um, so what else? Um, Fahid, one side. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. No, sure. Um, so I, I encountered a few, a few things along this topic a few times. And I don't know, maybe I tackled it in the wrong way. Um, so I have a friend, I love her so much. Um, she's يعني, very kind-hearted, best. Uh, I know that she doesn't mean to gossip, but a lot of, uh, when she vents, مثل ما Miriam with us in the call mentioned, and sometimes the vents, somehow it just twists into a gossip session. And like at times I ignore the message because I don't want to give in, not because I don't care about you, but because I don't see a point into this venting gossip session. So sometimes I just ignore or sometimes يعني, I just change the subject immediately, but then should reply back and say like, hello, like <laughs> you didn't respond to this. And then I say, sorry, يعني, خلاص, let's, just, let's just put it behind us. And then she thinks like, Oh, you don't care about what this person did to me or let's say um she becomes awkward with me for a few days and these things and but like sometimes people just don't get it no matter how old they are and how mature they think they are it's still this uh, personality that's shway childish but at the same time 
they get offended and they, يعني, for example أنا you know what I mean لا? yeah uh, now I just need to like butter her up and be nice again and for her to be normal just for her to think that I'm not I'm not a bad person I'm just thinking I just don't want to give into the conversation but at the same time I don't want things to be weird but then every time I try to stop her and it just the awkwardness comes but I still love this person you know She's not negative. She just loves gossiping. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people, like you said, they do it unaware. Like, they're not aware of it, right? They're not aware of that they're gossiping. For them, it's venting. And uh, that's shaitan's way of getting them victimized, right? And so, um, yeah, the idea is that Allah actually wants to empower you by by taking you away from victimhood and, you know, uh, bullying others and making fun of others. Those are all signs of weakness. That's all signs of victims, actually, right? The, the bullies are the biggest victims, actually. Um, but yeah, people have different levels of awareness, and this is part of our uh, journey and part of our duty. And if you have really care about this person, then you figure out a creative way to help them, you know? Um, and some people, you cannot help them. Some people, yeah, it works. Yeah, but sometimes the advice coming from you won't work. So Like I said, use a third-party expert, whether it's a book, uh, a YouTube video about Ghiba, uh, and uh, Ahmed Amara has some really good stuff about this, Dr. Ahmed Amara. Uh, if they understand, like, understand Egyptian Arabic, he's really good because uh, he's a you know, teacher of psychology and energy, and he talks about these things like negative energy, especially uh, Ghiba and stuff. Um, So yeah, it's it's uh, it's tough. It's not easy. It's tough because um, you want to listen to them, but you don't want to be carried away with that. And um, so you can listen, but then guide it in a different way. You know, like but it requires wisdom and creativity and trial and error. So yeah, I feel I feel for you, but it's um, requires training and practice. You know. And some people um, just actually like, يعني, uh, you just distance yourself from them. You know, like I said, uh, if okay, I love them, but I don't have to, they don't have to be in my close circle. I still love you, but you don't have to be in my close circle. And some people, I don't have to love you. And you're simply out of my circle because I choose, you are the some of the five people who you hang out with the most, you know. Um, Allah says, ما يلفظ من قول إلا لديه رقيب عتيد. Imagine every single thing we say, there is an angel writing down every single word. You know, every time. And uh, so, like people who just talk, 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 excessively, wastefully, like يعني لغو. You're just getting the angel busy writing fluff, writing things that has no substance. Do you really want that on your books? You know, and the Prophet ﷺ said, مَنْ كَانَ يُؤْمِنُ بِاللَّهِ وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ فَلْيَقُلْ خَيْرًا أَوْ لِيَصْمَتْ Whoever believes in Allah on the last day, let him say something of benefit or let him stay quiet. That's why the Prophet ﷺ, actually, one of his characteristics was that he was often very quiet. Right? Um, he was a quiet person. Um, not excessive talking, and you know, would say something of benefit, would give advice, would qu would answer questions, but not. He was relatively a quiet person, and you know, there's a reason why Allah gave us, you know, um, two ears and one tongue. <laughs> Gotta be talking less, listening more. You know. Um, and so, yeah. Go ahead, please. Um, also, someone once told me something that I found so pretty, like beautiful, but I don't know if it's true. Like they said, and he, he, I remember the person um, related it to Islam, that something maybe one of the prophets said, that you, um, the way you see someone is how they see you. So like if you see someone as ugly, they see you as ugly or vice versa but i think that's something bad like so 
Maria, it's something so important. Like you can't, I think like negative talk and like some things can be very uh, addicting, you know, at the same time. Is that true that when you see someone bad, they see you as bad? Yeah, so it's called projection. Yeah, absolutely, right? Or mirroring or projection. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I said your friends, uh, they're your biggest teachers. Your children are your biggest teachers. Your spouses will be your biggest teachers. Why? Because they're the one who like will teach you what triggers you, you know? And so you then get to know yourself better and you start to refine yourself better, right? So how do you know your weaknesses is through a mirror and your close ones are those mirrors, right? So through them, you realize how you're reacting, how you're triggered, and that these are all signs for you to work on yourself, right? Um, so if your friend is a backbiting friend or a gossiping friend and, you know, you end up judging her, then you got to watch yourself, right? And that's, you got to be careful about that. But eventually, eventually energies match, right? So you have to understand why am I attracted to this person? Like, what's going on with me? And instead of putting the focus on her and that she has to change, you have to ask yourself, why am I in this company? You know, why did I choose to go out with her? You know, and it's not about judgment. It's just about choosing your company. The Prophet said, You will be on the way of life of your associates. And so watch who you hang out with. Literally, this is prophetic advice. And so this doesn't mean that you have an ego and you feel you're better than others. And no. Your taqwa, your heart is a priority. You cannot please everybody in life. You can't make everybody love you. That's the reality of life. Um, and, you know, the Prophet ﷺ wasn't loved by everybody. He had enemies. He had people who, you know, wanted to kill him. In fact, the majority wanted to kill him in Mecca. <laughs> you know, so being liked, being popular, being the one who was always ears and listening to advice, and and he, unless you're trained like a therapist and stuff, it uh, you know it's very difficult and very dangerous, right? So, ahead, I have a um, question. Yeah. Um, yes. what do you do when you feel that? So, for example, something someone said kind of provoked you, okay? And you want to reply to them. And you feel that there's anger building up in your heart, okay? Because of this thing that they said that was like, it really touched your core, okay? And you just want to reply. But you don't want to reply in anger because it, yani, you don't want to be put in that kind of situation. Zain. So what can you do to kind of like minimize the anger inside you? Yani, I, I know Sa'at's dua works. It actually always works. Best Sa'at, it's just like, you, what kind of advice can you give about mm. this? Yeah, so um, yani, ideally the ultimate goal would be that words don't affect you, right? But that's like when you really master your kind of consciousness level, right? That other people's words don't affect you. But one way to respond would, would be to say thank you for your opinion or interesting point of view, you know? Um, and sometimes actually stopping and reflecting on what they said and asking yourself if, if it's true. Because sometimes we actually get triggered and get angry because it's true. <laughs> or there's some truth to it. You see, so um, responding by anger won't fix the thing in you, right? So sometimes that Trigger is actually a gift. It's a rasul. It's a message for you that, listen, maybe it is true. And the fact that I'm getting triggered means I need to work on it, right? So you thank them. That's why you thank them. Thank you for your opinion, uh, you know, interesting point of view. And um, you try to see their point of view. You try to see where they're coming from, you know. Um, but I mean, Fahed, when it's just yeah. genuinely wrong, you know. Okay. Okay. Like, you know, it's wrong in your soul. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a very wrong statement that they made. Yeah. So how would you respond to that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, Allah says, uh, you know, walk away. Give your sides to those who know no know, know better and um, make dua for them. Um, make wudu right away. Wudu does magic. Say, 
say the statement a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem you know cuz okay. there's nothing but shaitan that's that's actually shaitan is that fire inside your heart mm. and so to like literally put off that fire a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem but don't just say it with the tongue mean it feel it that you're okay. seeking allah's help to remove this fire from your heart and then make wudu pray to raka you know um change your position if you're sitting stand up if you're standing sit down okay. or lay down or something and these are some tips there yeah um you know this idea about angels writing down your uh words and your your sayings some people think it's a bit stressful and that like can there's surveillance cameras always around you but let me give you another angle another another framing you know um so you know how like when really important people talk then you have journalists writing down what they say every single word right and so actually allah is honoring you like allah is showing you how important you are and the fact that he has dedicated an angel to write down all the beautiful words that are coming out of you so that you can yani you can be praised for these yani so that you can be acknowledged for them in the eyes of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's actually an act of like allah is honoring you by dedicating an angel for you otherwise if you were worthless you would make the angel busy with someone more important <laughs> but the fact that an angel is with you is actually and it can be seen in also in a positive way that every word you say has value right and so it's either for your benefit or it is something that will affect you in a negative way so um you want to get that angel busy with writing good stuff yeah and be like it's embarrassing to make that angel write negative stuff right i mean and uh, the prophet sam said was uh, he was asked ayyul muslimin afdal who is the best of the muslims and he said man salima al muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadihi the best of the muslim is the one who man salima al muslimuna min lisanihi and he doesn't use his tongue to attack others and cause harm to others either with his tongue or with his hand and uh, you know once a sahabi named muadh ibn jabal asked the prophet sallam what deeds do i do to help me enter into jannah and remove me far away from the hellfire the prophet sallam uh, told him uh, you know the, the five pillars and all that thing but then he said shall i tell you what's the peak of all of those ala akhbirka bi malaki dhalika kullah you want me you want me to tell you what's the ultimate he said yes of course so he said um watch your tongue he said watch your tongue right that is the peak of it all so notice this la yastaqimu imana abdan hatta yastaqima qalbuhu your iman will not be straightened until your heart is settled and your heart wa la yastaqimu qalbuhu hatta yastaqima lisana your heart will not be settled until your tongue is settled and um you know the last hadith here is man yadmana li ma bayna lihiyai wa ma bayna rijlai admana lahu al-jannah the prophet said whoever can guarantee me that which is between the the two jaws i e the tongue and that which is between the legs i e the private parts wa mantu lahu al-jannah right like so there's a guarantee of paradise so may allah uh, you know azawajal inshallah give us the strength um and the uh, you know wisdom and the courage to be more aware of how we use our tongues and our ears and to inshallah make us of the muttaqin people who are cautious obsessively cautious about the purity of our hearts and may he help us on this path and this pursuit and may he also guide all of the people around us in our circles uh, may he make us instruments of uh, spreading this knowledge and this wisdom and this light in our communities amen amen so we'll end with a zikr inshallah Um, gently close your eyes and uh, start breathing loosen up your shoulders all your muscles inhale and exhale deeply from the nose 
as you inhale, imagine dar uh, imagine pure cold light entering into your heart. And as you exhale, imagine dark hot smoke leaving your heart. Very good. Let us repeat Ya Salam together silently without moving your lips, making any sound. Be aware of your heart. And just repeat Ya Salam. And try to feel the peace that Allah gives you through this name. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the source of all peace. And once you find this peace in your heart, allow it to amplify and expand and go deeper. Keep repeating, Ya Salam. Very good, very good, mashallah. So highly recommend you have this uh, daily habit of reciting Ya Salam at least uh, 17 times once a day. It takes less than a minute, just the way we just did it. Inshallah, it will help you maintain that awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it will help purify your heart, bismillah, inshallah. Thank you so much, guys. Um, have a wonderful week. Be safe. My du'as for all of you and your families. And inshallah, we'll meet again next week. I'll be around if you have any questions. All right, assalamu alaikum.